This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 18, Finding Your Inner Genius. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, speech and language expert, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast. I don't know what it's been like for you, but we have had some pretty epic snow days here, and we had school canceled for two days and a late start today. Um, In fact, I even started playing Let It Snow on Alexa (laughs) this past week. My kids were not very impressed, and they kind of rolled their eyes at me, but it was fun. I like seeing the snow. I like seeing how pretty it is just outside my windows in the last house we lived in. I used to pretend that I lived in a snow globe. So, all right. Well, we're going to get started on today's topic. And I wanted to start with this concept that our brains were built for solving problems. They were built for it so much, in fact, that even if you don't think you have a problem, you might even start to think that that's a problem. Our brains solve problems for the sake of it. And it's kept us alive. It's kept us going. And it really helps us out in many ways. We get to figure out how to develop awesome relationships with other people. We get to figure out how to go to school and to learn and build a profession or to care for other people. So I wanted to start off this podcast today with the quote from Alan Cohen. And this is what he says. He says, if you gave your inner genius as much credence as your inner critic, you would be light years ahead of where you now stand. So today we're going to talk about some of the ways that your brain likes to go about solving problems. Some of them are more helpful than others, but we're just going to talk about four ways that I see that are so common when a problem comes up for us. Okay, first of all, I want I have a question for you. What does your inner voice sound like to you? How do you talk to yourself? I've talked about this in a few other podcasts, but I noticed hmm, back in 2011, I think was the first time that I noticed how critical I was of myself and that it was a choice and this voice was so mean. This inner mean girl was there. And so I invite you to think about how do you talk to yourself about yourself, to yourself? If you're having a hard time thinking about this, it's a skill. Think about how this person would sound if they were journaling. Like what would be coming up? So The four ways that I'm going to talk about how our brains talk to us or how they try to solve problems. The first one is the inner critic. We've got the inner squirrel, (laughs) the inner napper, and the inner genius. Now, please do not be confused. One of these ways is not better than another. It's just useful to see what's happening 
and what we want to create and to be able to shift if we want to start listening to our inner genius. Okay, the first one I've already hinted at is our inner critic. And this critic inside of our minds tells us if we just be mean enough to ourselves and feel really terrible about any outcome or anything that we've created that you didn't like, the way you spoke to your kids, the party invite you didn't get, the job promotion you got passed over for, then your brain thinks that you're going to do everything to avoid that pain again. And so it's teaching you a lesson, this inner critic. (laughs) She's so sneaky. (laughs) The problem is that the same brain that created this outcome is going to continue to do that because we don't learn from negative emotions in a permanent way. It might help you in the short term, but have you ever really changed forever because you reprimanded yourself for it? And if by some chance you did change that way, did you like showing up for yourself like that? Did you like how that felt to make the change in that way? Okay. Here's a second way that your brain might try to solve a problem. This is our inner squirrel. So if you've ever watched the movie Up, there's this great character in it. And it's this this dog and the dog can talk. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but in it, This dog is very intelligent unless a squirrel runs by. And so as soon as he's in the middle of a thought and saying something to the main characters, he stops mid-sentence and will go, squirrel. And his attention is now gone. He is in squirrel mode. So the way that our brains can solve problems is by trying to distract us like that squirrel. It's our squirrel brain. My mentor, Brooke Castillo, calls these buffers. We will buffer instead of feeling a negative emotion and trying to lean into feeling that terribleness, we decide to do something else to distract us that gives us a net negative in our life. We go scroll social media or eat cookies or watch Netflix instead of feeling that discouragement or disappointment or boredom even. This way also doesn't solve the problem because we haven't changed the outcome. We're still where we started and we have the thing we did that we didn't actually want to do. So let's say you want to lose five pounds. You have this goal of losing five pounds. But if you're feeling discouraged that you haven't lost that five pounds yet and you turn to a source of what has helped you to cope with these negative emotions like discouragement in the past, like cookies, now you haven't dealt with the feeling discouraged and you haven't solved the problem of losing the five pounds. In fact, you may have even led to gaining more weight. So that's why the squirrel, like, it's kind of fun and it seems kind of, it's, it seems indulgent in the moment. Instead of doing this thing that's going to cause this negative feeling, I'm just going to go do this thing that makes me feel better. But it only makes you feel better in the moment and that overall, you have that net negative. We're just delaying the inevitable. Okay. The third way our brains like to solve problems is what I call the inner napper. (laughs) Another way our brains try to help us solve a problem is by reminding us just how tired we are (laughs) and how much we should take a break or nap. Now, if you have a chronic illness like I do, 
It's very important to get adequate rest. And I fully believe that if you need to rest, that you should do that. But you've got to be on to yourself. If the rest, if the need for rest is only coming when you're going out to do something hard, maybe you don't really need that rest. Maybe it's even a little bit distracting, kind of like the squirrel, but it's just shutting down your energy. So why is this happening? Well, these first three ways are part of something that my mentor, Brooke Castillo, teaches. It's the motivational triad. Our brain is trying to keep us safe by avoiding danger, by telling you all the things you did wrong so that you never repeat them again, your inner critic. It also tries to distract you, to seek pleasure over doing something hard. That's when you start buffering. And that is the inner squirrel. And your brain is also trying to help you conserve energy so that you don't use up all of your energy before you might need it for a danger that's ahead that you don't know about. And this leads us to the place where in our brains where we can take the most inspired action. Once we know about the motivational triad and we can understand that it's our brain trying to keep us safe, we can start to shift and to see, oh, is that really keeping me safe? Or is that keeping me from reaching my dreams, from starting the business, from starting to date again, whatever it is? Like the quote at the beginning, we can learn most from our inner genius. Our inner genius is the thinking, planning part of our brain, the brain that has our highest good at the forefront. And this is also the part of the brain that actually gets to solving the problem. So it's really fun. Okay, so our inner genius. This is our highest level thinking. It's part of our prefrontal cortex that knows the answers and just shows up. It can feel harder because we have to overcome our natural inclinations to conserve energy and to seek pleasure and to avoid danger. But once we're out of that safety mode by recognizing what is happening, we're already in our thinking brain. Think about it. As soon as you start to notice what emotion you're having and you're able to put a name to that emotion, you're already out of distracting yourself and you're already into the present moment, that thinking, planning, prefrontal cortex. And while it seems so much harder, it actually leads to the solutions to us not showing up how we want to in our lives, in our family's lives. And it helps us to evaluate what happened and take a tangible lesson from it. Okay, so the other week I had my week all planned out and then I found out that I had missed a few items from our grocery delivery. And I wanted these items, but even more, I wanted to avoid the task that I had written in for that time that I was supposed to be doing, something I was supposed to be working on in my business. So my inner squirrel was at work distracting me from what I had planned. So I decided to go to the grocery store, which seems like a great idea. I thought, oh, it'll be really quick. It never is. And by the time I got back and put the groceries away and overbought because I hadn't really planned that carefully, the items that I wanted to do in the two hours for my business ended up taking three days instead. Instead of beating myself up over it, though, that's the inner critic, I decided to see what actually happened. I evaluated and realized that getting groceries was 
easier than working on that item in my business that I didn't know how to do. And I was creating a lot of uncertainty around it. So I went to get groceries. There's my inner napper at work telling me that it's easier to grocery shop than to do that item in my business. And I made sure to berate myself for not sticking with the plan. There's my inner critic, full blast. So when I recognized what was happening at the end of the week, I decided to consciously enlist the inner genius. This involved getting coached a lot of times (laughs) to fully understand my behavior and why I did what I was doing. In the coaching, I realized that I was neglecting the most important part of the experience, what I had tangibly learned. I was giving so much airtime to the inner critic that I wasn't allowing the inner genius to show me what I could learn. So I evaluated what I needed to have a better system for picking up the items and the grocery um, delivery that my family needed. And I realized they don't have a way to tell me what they need, especially if they're not home while I'm shopping online. And so, or they would tell me and then I would just forget it because brain fog. (laughs) So by enlisting my inner genius, I decided, hey, they just need a way to tell me what they need so that I don't forget So I put a post-it on the table and then I let them know ahead of time when I would be shopping and when the deadline was. So like I said, our brains love solving a problem. When I figured out what the actual problem was, my brain has all of the resources to solve that problem. That's the inner genius at work. And it's a matter of giving your brain the problem that you actually want to solve. Because if you are not giving your brain problems to solve, your brain's going to start making problems where there are none. This is when you're going to start picking at relationships and start picking fights with people over things that don't really matter because your brain is trying to solve something. I remember the story one of my coaches told that, that she was coaching a lady who was so obsessed with how clean her house was and she also wanted to start a business. But she was so focused on her house and so scared about starting the business that she would just berate herself about this house. And so she got some coaching about about leaning into the fear, doing it anyway, and she went to work on doing her business. And later on, my coach said that she asked her client, hey, how's it going with your house? She's like, I don't even care anymore (laughs) because I'm solving the problem I actually want to solve, starting a business. And so it's the same. We want to see what is it that our inner desires are asking us to solve? What problem is it? Access that inner genius because she knows how to do it. Okay, your brain thinks that it wants to solve for not feeling emotions. But the truth is that giving into your inner critic, your inner squirrel, or inner napper is not going to solve for that problem. The answer is to feel the regret or whatever emotion is being created, and then learn from the experience. This is enlisting your inner genius. This is where true change occurs. The following week on Monday morning, I was able to sit down to the work task, knowing the groceries were taken care of, and the task took me two hours instead of the three days because I had learned some tangible lessons and was able to fully employ them. Okay. So I have a son who has been taking music lessons for several years. 
He's taken piano, he's taken violin, and he's been learning to play piano at a higher level. He joined the high school music program playing piano, and he's up-leveled his skills, and he started working with a private teacher and ended up improving even more because she'd been there and before and where he was working on his skills. And she's able to teach him about improvisation and composing in a way that he couldn't just pick up from YouTube on his own in a timely manner. So same thing for us. We think that we're going to learn more if we tell ourselves all the mistakes that we are making. My son, I asked him about this. I said, when you sit down to play piano, what happens when you make a mistake? Like, do you really think about that? Do you like get upset about it? And he was just like, no, mom, (laughs) why are you weird? (laughs) He said that he learns best now by practicing it correctly. He makes sure that he doesn't play the mistake over and over again to get that into his brain. He goes back and deliberately does it really slowly with a metronome over and over and over again. Believe me, I know because I listen to it and I'm here for it, but until he's able to speed up. And he knows if he can just slow down and pay attention, he'll be able to speed up later. And a part of why he's able to do this is because he considers playing the piano a creative outlet. And it's playing. It's not a chore like it maybe once was when he was younger. He lets himself play whenever he wants to. And it's the same for us. We learn at an exponentially faster rate when we incorporate play. So I want to encourage you to think about how you can make learning easy. How can you let it be easy? How can you let yourself see the problems that are in your mind and in your life and think about really simple, easy ways to solve for them? Because that's when you start to incorporate your inner genius. And if you can tap into some fun or some play, it's going to be even more enjoyable for you. All right, that's all I have for you today. I'm so excited that you were able to listen to this podcast today. And I want to remind you that I have a special workshop coming up this Wednesday night. And I will be meeting with my friend Natalia. We are doing a workshop called Peace in Mind with Chronic Illness. And it'll be at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom. I will leave in the show notes where you can sign up for it. But if you go to my website, Shelby K. Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N dot com backslash links, you'll be able to find out where to sign up for this wonderful Zoom that we're putting together for you. All right, that's all I have for you today. Have a wonderful, beautiful day. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's coach together today. Hope you have a wonderful week creating beauty wherever you go.